0: Hello and welcome to Pinot and Perfume. I am your host Sarah Chacon, and I am sitting here drinking a modest glass of the Fantasia Rosé, and I am rocking my new Target sleep ensemble and my new Fossil blingy smartwatch because I'm fancy like that. Um, Today's been weird. I'm I'm recording this on gotta consult the smartwatch uh March the 8th it'll be up later today and I want to say this time change really fucked me up but to be honest my sleep has been fucked up for like the past few months and just but I feel like today I'm especially feeling it because normally I can shake it off right like I can fall asleep no problem it's just I keep waking up um during the long nights. So I've been working on sleep hygiene because my doctors think it's a combination of probably just mental. Um, It could be stress as well as just not having good sleep hygiene in terms of, you know, giving myself time to wind down before I go to bed and this, that, and the other. So I've been working on that and last night was no different, but I think losing that hour, I am just, I cannot, I just feel run down And just not motivated to do shit today. I mean I still did stuff. Like I had to mop the floor in the kitchen because it was a mess. And then just do my weekly vacuum because I have two dogs and they like to track. And um, just freshen the house up a little bit so it didn't smell like dogs. So I did all that. And then I did a Target fun run. Just bought some stuff. Which was one of the, this little satin two-piece. And I took it out when I got home because it was in a box. And I took it out and was going to let it air out. And I tried it on just to make sure it fit. And I just decided to keep it on. Because why, why the fuck not? It's almost five, two minutes till five. I am tired. And I don't want to do shit today. I mean, it was a big struggle to just motivate myself. Well, A, to get out of bed. And B, to... You know, I sip my coffee and then I was watching YouTube videos and it was just a struggle to like, I was hungry and I was like, fuck, I got to clean the kitchen before I cook because the kitchen was dirty and I can't cook in a dirty kitchen. It was just, it's just been a struggle to do anything today. So it's going to be short and sweet. I don't really have anything else to talk about in the beginning of, you know, my little bullshit banter at the beginning. So we're just going to get into the perfume. All right, so this week's Scent of the Week is none other than the notorious Kat Von D Sinner. And Sinner itself isn't, no, it's Saint. God damn it, I fucked that all up. Anyway, the perfume itself isn't n- notorious. It's uh, obviously Kat Von D's got a lot of controversy surrounding her. With that being said, I don't, don't at me, don't at me, brah. Um, because A, uh, this Deluxe sample was part of my Sephora Fragrance Deluxe sample that I got as a gift back in October for my birthday. And B, I think Kat Von D uh stepped down from her company. I think that's uh what to pursue other avenues. So um I don't so I guess I know a lot of people stopped buying her beauty stuff, even though her beauty stuff is good. Like I've tried her tattoo liner, which is which is great. Um I used to wear her foundation religiously. <sighs> the, ta- was it the Locket Foundation? If I could go back, I'd probably cringe because that foundation is kind of thick and now I'm more leaning more towards the more natural, like, lighter coverage. And that is, like, super, super thick co- coverage foundation, full coverage foundation. Um, I think I re- heard somebody recommended it to cover up tattoos, so just to give you an idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I never, like, her perfume's never really spoke to me. I was never really interested in trying them out, but um, like I said, I got Saint in my Deluxe sample, so I decided why the heck not. I have not uh, tried it yet, and I like it. This is a surprising perfume. Now, before I get into the notes, what I smell on me is it's a very soft fragrance, and it's very subtle, so, and believe me, I kind of accidentally doused myself in it because... It was one of those bottles, those deluxe sample bottles that don't have a sprayer and they just have like the open top and I hate applying fragrance with my fingers. It's just a weird thing. I don't like it. And so if it's the, if the, one of these open tops, if it's got a skinny enough open top, I'll just try and lightly dab it on myself, and it got everywhere. But even with that, I wasn't overpowering. So this is a very office-friendly scent. On me, I smell vanilla. It's a little bit vanilla and musky. Um, I thought I smelled a hint of powder, but I don't think that's part of the notes. But it's a very romantic, soft fragrance, and it's really, really nice. So... The description on Kat Von D's website, apparently they brought it back, so I didn't know if it was ever retired, but they said they brought back Saint and Sinner, which is, I'm assuming, Sinner, Saint's in the white bottle, Sinner's in a black bottle. I'm assuming they complement each other, like Sinner's probably going to be a little bit more bold in smell. I have not smelled it yet, that's just my guess. But they allegedly brought it back, and um, how they describe Saint is... Dreamy, romantic, and alluring, this gourmand perfume fuses jasmine and tiare flower top notes with a delicious heart of mandarin, caramel, and sparkling Mirabelle plum. Vanilla, sandalwood, and creamy musk build to the romance of the fragrance, imparting a warmth that reminds you of falling in love for the very first time. So, I, like I said, this, um... It's a really pretty, I was very surprised. I wasn't really expecting much, so maybe that's why I was so surprised, but it's actually a very pretty perfume. It does last. Um, I put it on, I got a later start today, but, so I think I put it on around like one, two-ish? Let's just say two-ish. And it's been on three hours, so I can't say I've worn it the whole day, but it's still going strong after three hours like and I've been catching whiffs of it on myself since I put it on the uh, put it on earlier this afternoon because it's been one of those days guys (sighs) I didn't really get dressed until the afternoon um yeah so it's it's still going strong it's a fragrance that's very office friendly so if you've got office mates that are sensitive to fragrance you could apply this and not bother them because it sticks it does stick close to the skin so if you're wanting something to project and that leaves a sillage uh, this might not be for you, but if you just want something that's pretty and feminine and um, it's, it is is gourmand, but it's not, it doesn't smell like cotton candy or anything. It's very sexy. So if you like, you know, vanilla, because that's what comes out on me is the vanilla and the sandalwood and the musk. Um, So if you like vanilla, if you like caramel, if you like a, like a muskier, woodier fragrance, then this is definitely something to check out. Now on Kat Von D's website, they're selling it for $39, and that's for a 50 milliliter uh, bottle. It goes from 10 milliliters to 30, 50, and 100 milliliters. So the 10 milliliter bottle is gonna, uh, rollerball, is gonna run you 13 bucks. 30 milliliters is gonna run you 27 50 is gonna run you, oh, I was just, what happened? Unless it must have sold out, fifty was just uh being sold for I think thirty nine dollars is what I said. So now it's showing the range thirteen dollars to fifty one dollars. So I'm thinking maybe it just it just did so- sell out, and then hundred milliliters is fifty one dollars. Um, I would say because these are all discounted from the original prices on the website directly. I always see in the Sephora sale. Um, they always have Saint and Sinner, either the rollerball or it's um, one of the smaller bottles plus a liquid lipstick set. There's no reason to pay full price. And even these, um, I feel like you even on her website, I feel like you can probably get a better deal at Sephora. Also, I saw both Saint and Sinner. I'm going to say, I don't know if it was a 30 milliliter or the fifth. I'm going to say it's probably the 30 milliliter. Both of those were at Marshall's. And I don't know if I checked. I don't remember what it was going for. But uh, they were each wrapped up. Um, no, TJ Maxx. I'm sorry. I went to TJ Maxx on Friday just to kind of browse around. And I saw that there, both of them. There was, I think there was one each. I debated going back today to picking it up um, because I really do. I really do like this sit fragrance it doesn't really smell like anything else I own and it's it wouldn't break the bank it is really pretty so I don't know maybe after I'm done with my deluxe sample I might go and try and hunt it down or just buy it on sale at Sephora um but it is a really really nice scent color me pleasantly surprised so If you didn't want to support KVD Beauty before because of her whole controversies, I'm not going to get into them, but, you know, anti-vax, Nazi, all of that, you can just go look all of that up if you want to, just a breakdown, because I'm not going to go into that now. But, you know, she did step down, last I heard from her uh, company, so it might be a time to give her another go um, and definitely, definitely um, start with this perfume. So pleasant discovery of the day is kvd saint it is romantic it is soft and totally not what i was expecting which to be honest wasn't much all right before we get into fragrance in the news i'm just going to share we're going to do just a brief educational portion so I run across I've been running across the ingredient vetiver or probably vetiver I don't know why I'm pronouncing it so fancy I think it's called vetiver and I always read it in descriptions and I think I own some perfumes with this note and I don't really know what it is so I figured if I don't know what the fuck it is there might be some of you listeners who probably don't know what it is either and if you're too lazy to look it up well, I just did it for you. So we're just going to touch on it briefly. This is from birdie.com. Um, they have a whole write-up on it, but I'm just going to just kind of gloss over the top because it's really not that deep. But if you want to read all of it, their article is called, What is Vetiver? Vetiver. Why does it sound weird the more I pronounce it? You know when you pronounce a word over and over again, it just sounds foreign? That's what vetiv- vetiver is sounding like to me. Um, but it's, What is Vetiver? In parentheses... They spell it V E T Y V E R or CUS. K H U S? I don't know. That must be different. That must be what it's called in different uh, languages. So, what is vetiver? So, their definition oh, V E T Y V E R, that's in French. And apparently, it is a grass. It's a perennial grass from the Poaceae. I'm getting it's P O A C E A E. pronouncing it poise, don't know if that's right Um, but anyway this family of grass is also includes lemongrass and citronella and apparently the essential oil that comes from the roots is what is used in perfumes and also essential oils so it is grown it's native this article says it's native to southern india sri lanka and indonesia but it's also cultivated In Reunion, Haiti, the Philippines, Japan, the Comoro Islands, West Africa, and Polynesia. So it is described as smelling um, warm and dry and conveying earthy, woody, leather, balsamic, and smoky notes. So I'm assuming this is probably used as a base note for a lot of fragrances. Um, And they just kind of rattle off a couple of few fragrances for women. So... Let me see if there's any, any, um, familiar, familiar ones. Oh, Burberry the Beat. That's one that uses, uh, vetiver. Paris Hilton Eris. Sarah Jessica Parker Covet, which that smelled like straight trash. Sorry. I smelled it and I was like, oh, ooh. it was, oh, uh, I don't I want to say it was just grassy and woody, but not in a good way. It had a tang to it, not in a good way. Um... Guerlain Vetiver Porel and Chanel Sycamore. There's a whole bunch, but that's just a few. And then for men, there are uh, Creed Original Vetiver, Anak Goudel Vetiver, Guerlain Vetiver Extreme, uh, Lacoste Red Style and Play. Ooh, and Tim McGraw Southern Blend. Um, Joe Malone, they have Vetiver and Golden Vanilla Cologne (laughs) Intense. Aqua de Parma Colonia Eau de Cologne Natural Spray. That is surprisingly uh, affordable, 66 bucks. I thought a- Aqua de Parma was going to be a little bit more expensive. So <clears throat> that is vetiver in a nutshell. It's a grass and it's earthy. So makes now a little bit more clear when I read this ingredient. Kind of what it is. And I hope that cleared it up for you guys as well. The more you know, shooting star. All right, fragrance in the news. We got essentially two listicles. They're light, but kind of, in, kind of interesting. At least I thought it was. And I feel like it's been a while since we had a good listicle. So the first one is from the Zoe Report. <clears throat> no, I think it's the Zoe Report because it's for Rachel Zoe, not Zoe. I think that's how she pronounces it. Anyway, the Zoe Report, and it is called The Best Rose Perfumes of 2020. I know, I think it was last week's episode, I mentioned Tom Ford's new fragrance, Rose Prick, which Dua Fragrances, and I've been pronouncing this wrong the whole time, I have been pronouncing it D-U-A, but apparently it's pronounced Dua, came out with their dupe called Rose's Thorn. I need to order at least a sample of it. They were the ones that came out with a spot on, spot on on dupe of Tom Ford's lost cherry called pop cherry except performed better way stronger and longer lasting so that's why I'm really interested to um see rose's thorn and I may try and find a decant of rose prick if I can find it for a good price on ebay so we'll see, <clears throat> but Duo was so dead on with Pop Cherry that I, I'm part of me feels like I don't even need to smell Tom Ford's original um, uh, perfume because I feel like it's just gonna be a a dead on dupe. Like I trust them now. So we'll see about that. I still need to read some reviews comparing the two, um, but apparently Rose has been around for a while. Uh, but apparently it 's coming back it 's a thing in twenty twenty it 's a huge note in twenty twenty and it seems like it 's a very polarizing note which i didn 't realize um, I feel like people either love it or hate it, and I think it 's because it can be done either very well or very poorly um, when you smell a cheap rose scent, for instance, what comes to mind is ponds, cold cream it smells very old it smells it does it smells like an old lady. And whereas when you can when you smell a rose done right in a fragrance, um, such as what comes to mind is what I own Annick Goodall's Rose Pom Pom. It's so good, like it just smells amazing. And personally, I didn't realize I had such a thing for roses until I just did a kind of inventory in my collection, and I've got a lot of rose and vanilla scents. I just love that note. I think it's romantic. It's florally. It's feminine when it's done right. It's amazing when it's paired with another note such such as vanilla or even woody or musky notes. It just works so well. So I'm a huge fan of rose and so I'm kind of glad that 2020 is the year of the rose it sounds like. So let's see what they mention. The first one is Rolling in Love and it's by Killian. And Killian's perfume, I have not yet tried, I have not yet had the honor of sniffing any of his perfumes or colognes. Apparently they're amazing. Uh, They are also quite expensive. This one is $240. Uh, The notes are, well, they describe it as a white scent, layering ambrette seeds, almond milk, iris, and musk. To finish the scent, rose, tuberose, and orange blossom fuse the notes together for a narcotic finish. Uh, I may try to, I don't I have not, here's my thing. I want to really venture into the fragrance section of Bloomingdale's. We do have one in Orlando, but part of me is like, I don't want to be bothered by the people who work the counters, you know, like, and I feel small time. I like just go into like sniff, even though I totally want to do it, but I, I just don't want to waste anybody's time. Cause I feel like whenever, not even in Bloomingdale's, even like in a JCPenney or a Macy's, or Dillard's, you know, if I just happen to sniff on one of those perfume counters, like somebody's there, like a vulture. So, I just want to play, you know. So I've been, I've been resist. I haven't really allowed myself the indulgence of just going and playing in the Bloomingdale's fragrance uh, counter section. And I don't know if they sell Killian, but that's my best guess is if I was going to find any of these scents in Orlando, it probably would be there. Apparently, it also is sold at Saks Fifth Avenue. I'm not sure if it is I definitely online, not sure in person. I don't think we have a Saks Fifth Avenue in Orlando, so I had to check out Bloomingdale's. But the bottle is gorgeous. It's red glass. No, it's glass. with looks like a red label. Like a gold square that says rolling in love and like a gold plated, not a gold plated, but like a gold metal top. Very classy. I really want to try it because that description sounds great. Second one is Dipty Q and that is Eau Capitale Eau de Parfum. And let's see, it's got bergamot notes topped with pink berries. And they say the aroma is reminiscent of a romantic date night in springtime. That is $180. Q is also not cheap. So third one down is Rose Prick, Tom Ford Beauty. Of course, we all know how much it is, $335. Well, kind of out of my price range. But if it's not out of yours and you want it, do you and report back. I want to report So, apparently, um, Tom Ford loves roses. He's got a private rose garden. That is my dream. I don't want to cultivate it myself because I hate gardening. But my dream is, if I ever got rich, would be to hire someone to create, like, a secret garden uh, atmosphere for me and have it all be roses. That's the dream. So, uh, this blends rose de mai and roses from Turkey and Bulgaria. And, uh, oh and apparently their stems are on also in there and they say it creates an intoxicating (laughs) redolence so then we have gucci bloom so far the cheapest 107 dollars it's got jasmine bud tuberose rangoon creeper damascene rose and oris and apparently they say it's a seductive fragrance that wraps you in a velvety layer of florals and that's in a red uh, red bottle red cap also looks really sharp We've got Rose Goldia Blossom Delight by Bulgari, and that's $114. They say it combines notes of violet leaf, jasmine, rose petals, rosebuds, and lilies for an elevated floral scent resembling a garden near bloom. Next up, we've got Gallup Dermes uh, from Hermes. This is $220. It pairs musk and floral, and it has leather. Ooh, leather. Um, they say the aroma of leather adds dimension to the rose, while notes of orange zest up the scent for a raw nighttime scent. That sounds like it might smell pretty good. I am intrigued. So, Replica. Yeah, this is, uh, it's called Replica Springtime in a Park, Eau de Toilette, Mason Mar- Margiela. That is the brand. $130. Um, this, uh, it's got damask rose, green, black currant, and pear merged for the springtime scent that will liven any mood from first spritz. That sounds very, those notes sound very similar to what's in, um, Anik Goodall's rose pom-pom. So I'm wondering if it smells similar. I'd have to, apparently it's sort of Sephora, so I might have to do a little sniff compare test. And that's it. Those are all the, uh. The rose fragrances that they outline, this is kind of a bougie, bougier side, sorry guys, um, but some of this stuff you can probably, like the Gucci Bloom sold in Sephora, um, as is the replica, the Mason Margiela replica Springtime in a Park. The others, if you are got a Neiman Marcus or a Saks or a, um, I think that's it, or any other bougie department store. Just go in and sniff them. You don't have to buy it. Maybe they might give you a sample. I don't know. So anyway, the top, uh, according to the ZOE report, the top rose perfumes for 2020. Next up, we got another listicle. This just caught me. I thought it was interesting because I never really considered when um, fragrance kind of playing a huge role in this. But this is from ceoworld.biz. And the article title is Best Perfumes for Businessmen Making Rounds in 2020. Now, I don't know what sort of authority CEO world has, if it can be relied upon, but I just thought it was interesting because I know that obviously, perf you know, cologne, perfume, all of that can combine with your outfit to like how you carry yourself. It can affect how you carry yourself, how other people perceive you. So it's not entirely surprising that there would be some mention of it in referencing um, business and how you carry yourself as a businessman. Again, I don't know how um, accurate or how credible CEO world is, but I thought it was quite interesting, and some of these are very much classic scents for men that have been around for forever. So the first one they list is Joe Malone London Huntsman. Um, they say that it's deep woods, the smell of forest, and then mix it up with the aroma of a really good whiskey, which sounds amazing to be honest. Like I'd be interested. I'm not a big fan of Joe Malone. But I don't think I've really sniffed her uh, her male fragrances, like her fragrances that are uh, geared towards men's. But this one sounds really good. Um, they say it's grown up and masculine, the smell is, and uh, the packaging is sturdy for accompanying you on your business travels. Uh, I don't know. They link it. I'm not going to link on every single one of these to tell you the cost. You'll have to look it up. But second one they suggest is Tom Ford Noir um again not surprised uh tom ford's got a lot of really classic male scents like tobacco vanilla which i ended up giving my decant decant to my husband um they say it is a combination of numerous italian fragrances it lends you an air of being the man of mystery and it is long lasting the third one is our favorite Halligan's Juniper Sling. That's mild sarcasm because Juniper Sling doesn't last worth shit. And they mentioned that too. Um, but again, they say it's made from gin berries. and mixed with a plethora of other ingredients. Uh, reminds you of evening life in 1920s London. They said the flip side is that you will have to be liberal with its use. True. As it is with dry gin, the fragrance it, the fragrance does not carry along very far unless it is applied liberally. Very true. Or on your clothes or on your hair. Um, which I'm, to their credit, I'm glad that they mentioned that caveat because that's my biggest gripe with this scent is it is, it is a great scent. And it is, to be fair, this is on a, uh, on a list of male colognes, but a woman can also very easily wear it. It's very unisex because it's so zingy. Like it's very crisp. It's very fresh and it's just a great spring scent, but it just doesn't last, like, again, unless you want to spray it on your hair or your clothes, which I really don't want to, especially if like you re whatever you're wearing, if, provided it's not super dirty or whatever. If you re-wear it a couple of days later, then you have stale cologne on your clothes. And it's like, what if you want to wear something else? You know, that's my thought process. But it just doesn't last long. And it's a shame. Uh, I wish it did, but... It is a good scent if you like gin and if you like something a little bit light. And if you don't care about a long-lasting fragrance, you don't care if it only lasts a couple of hours, you can definitely check this one out because it's very, it's a very good spring scent. Next up, we have Paco Rabanne One Million. Um, They say it starts as something fresh, but with time uh, gives way to something rich and masculine. Uh, they did say, um, it could be perfect for the winter. I have not smelled it, but, uh, on Reddit, the subreddit fragrance, uh, people seem to like it. It's very popular on there. Next up, we have Creed Aventus, also another popular one on the Reddit, on the fragrance subreddit. Um, they say it's tantalizing notes of luxury and ends at the sophisticated scent of intimacy. They really don't go over the actual notes on these. This is a very, uh, this is a write-up that's very, that's laced very much with aspirational imagery, which is kind of annoying. But again, I'm not familiar with CEO world, but they say this is for those businessmen who savor war, peace, victory, and struggle with equal measure. Okay. Who, which modern man today savors war? I mean, unless it's like a metaphorical war, like you're going, let's say you're trying, you're working in advertising, that's my industry, and you're trying to win a client and you're going to war with your competitive, competitive agencies. Maybe that's something like that, but it sounds very dramatic. But again, this is popular for a lot of reasons. I've never smelled it, but it, it sounds like it's um, a great scent. Creed can be expensive, but hot tip. Creed perfumes are also sold on Costco.com at least once in a while I don't know if it's all year round or if it's just seasonal but I have seen i am seen Adventist on there too so you may not a lot of people don't know this and I didn't really know this either but you can get a lot like a not a not a lot but a select few luxury fragrances and also skincare on Costco.com so Definitely, if you think about it, look look on the website. It's not sold in stores, but it's definitely on the website. So look there first because I bought my Peter Thomas Roth, their pumpkin enzyme mask, which I love. I bought that from Ulta Beauty with a 20% off coupon. And I think with that, it was like 50 something bucks. But I think it was 50 or yeah, around 50 bucks or something. But Costco had it for like $29.99 and I wanted to cry. <laughs> so definitely check there because you can get some really good savings on Costco. And I have seen Creed Aventus on there. <laughs> Next up, we've got Dior Sauvage. Again, very popular on the sub fragrance subreddit. I don't know why I can ever say that correctly. Um, <laughs> they say that They, that the company was right in choosing Johnny Depp as a man to represent this perfume because the rugged manly charm coupled with almost feminine refinement is what this perfume is all about. They say it starts with a fresh feel and as it dries down on the skin, it leaves a manly note behind. So I'm thinking it's kind of, I think it's, I think I've heard it described as being aquatic. So I'm thinking the fresh feel is the kind of aquatic, maybe floral nature, and then it leaves a manly note. It's probably musky. I've smelled it, too, and it smells pretty good, actually. It smells really good. But I, th- and I think it is considered an aquatic. So that's my guess, if I remember correctly, from what I smelled and have read. um, They say that the notes rise and fall and mature through the hours. Next up is Chanel, Blue de, Ch- de Chanel, which I gave my husband a sample of, and it smells so good on him. So I have to get him a bottle at some point. But... Uh, they said it works so well because it combines the best of both worlds. The heavy, deep wood smell is combined with the invigorating freshness of citrus. Not only confident confidence, but is also going to get you plenty of compliments too. Again, another classic and it does smell as a woman. I was, I, my husband sprayed it on himself and I wanted to jump his bones. It smells so good. They, next up we have Tom Ford Private Private Blend Neroli Portofino Eau de Parfum. Uh, they say this makes you remember the spirit of the Mediterranean. It is a summer fragrance, and according and allegedly a personal favorite of Tom Ford himself, the Italian Riviera is Riviera is the inspiration behind it. Um, they say it's a row. It abounds in aromatic Italian fragrances. Its uplifting citrus scent is tailor-made for summer evenings. Number nine on the list is Boss, bottled by Hugo Boss, Eau de Toilette. So, they say Hugo, this perfume makes use of dry spices to get that distinctively masculine hint. And it's topped off by notes of cinnamon and geranium. I'm going to sneeze excuse me why does it always a why does every time I I sit down to record I either have a coughing fit or a sneezing fit and second when you get ready like just before you sneeze and you have to warn them excuse me coronavirus no I'm just kidding I don't have it um but why does it sound like you're about to cry when you're about to sneeze and you're trying to warn someone like I I just sounded like I'm about to sneeze (laughs) Like, I just sound like I was about to bawl, and I'm not. I am just got a freaking sneezing attack, and I just vacuumed my goddamn rug, so I don't know what's going on. I hate, I hate my allergies. I don't want to say I hate my life, because I love my life, but I hate these allergies right now that decided to flare up right when I'm trying to record, but whatever. Um, so that's Hugo Boss, Boss Bottled, whatever that one that we just read. Number 10 is John paul Gaultier, Le Mel. A toilet probably another classic fragrance um, it opens with mint but um, they say if you get if you let it mature it gives way to underlying notes of cumin lavender and masculine cinnamon and those warmer tones balance the mint and uh, that is it that wraps up this list so you just got a lot of classic fragrances Again, I, I don't know anything about CEO World Magazine, but this apparently is popular among businessmen. Um, or at least so, because ugh, sometimes just a good classic scent, you can't really fuck around too much with it. You know, like it's, it's, it's classic for a reason. It's long lasting. So there you have it. That's uh what we have in perfume in the news this week. All right, guys, there we have it. Uh, That wraps up this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in and for your support of this little podcast. If you want to connect with me online, um, you can hit me up on Instagram at SnappyScribe. I do have a blog that I update occasionally. That's thesnappyscribe.com. Other than that, I hope you guys... Enjoy the rest of your weekend because we're kind of at the tail end of it here. I hope that whatever you're doing, you are having fun. You are being safe. But most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.